1: Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: You're listening to Studio 22.
3: Welcome to Studio 22. I am Will Meldman. I'm here with my co-host, Brock O'Hearn. We are sitting here live on Zoom with Curtis Nelson, a.k.a. Kilo Kurt. You are joining us from the Bay Area right now. How are you doing today, Kilo?
4: Oh man, it's cool. It's cool. I'm I'm enjoying this uh air conditioner because it's it's very hot outside, so I'm in the air.
3: We've been getting a lot of that in LA too. All
4: right. For real I heard it don't rain in uh, Southern California. I, <laughs> yeah, I heard y'all got the same weather. It just be the same because I'll be out there. I, I love LA. LA just it's great weather, but it's just a little different. to Bay—we got all these, uh, all these, uh, these big old oceans and stuff. So yeah, but yeah. it's hot as hell though.
2: Yeah, man. I was just up there in Sacramento,
4: man. It was like one oh five. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you went there? It get by like a hundred and eight <sighs> up there or something.
2: That's too much, man. I was outside for 10 minutes. I'm like, I'm, I'm going back. I'm going back inside. It's too much. Yeah. So it's- Boy, it. You got to
4: be ready for that weather to knock you out.
2: Yeah, it'll get you. It'll sneak up on you. That's for sure.
5: Yeah.
3: We, um, We, yeah, as we're getting closer here into the summer, we're definitely, June in LA was like really gloomy. Couldn't lay out or anything. And then it's just been straight fire since, which has been awesome. Um, so Kilo, you are- a co-founder of Thiz Entertainment. Um yes, correct. what correct? What brought you into music in general and then what brought you into music management specifically?
4: Well really like uh since you know uh like the earlier hip hop kind of days, you know what I'm saying, kind of like when uh Run-DMC and and the houdini's and, and in them different days I was, we was always into music. So when back in our days when we was younger, they only had they used to have uh, a BT. Which days to play video soul. Then you might, and you was a big popular guy in them days, like in, in music, like Run DMC. The they was already like kind of like mainstream, so they was like, you know, you will see them everywhere. So I got I start, you know, really I didn't rap, but I had some partners that used to rap, and uh, and, and my mother used to take me every uh week, which we had like it was a store called Rainbow Records. They just sell LPs. And, and like albums, I think the LPs was like, I think like $7.99, and then the album was like $15.99. So if I be hella good, my mama would get me the whole album. But I used to I always just got LPs, I never was hella good. So it was hard for me to get a whole album. So mm-hmm. always, but I got an LP every week. Even if I was bad, I'd cry, and i temper and change. I was like real spoiled. So uh, at that time, so my partner, his name was DJ Rail. And my other partner name was Freaky D and my other partner name was BI. They used to rap. And we was called the pen One crew. Mm. We uh it's like it spelled like P E N with the one. You know, we had the number one. So at them times we doing our thing, then we had to quit that group real quick because public enemy came out. So that was our 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 motto. We was gonna call public enemy number one. Oh PN one, yeah, yeah. Man, one, we like, we public and you know, one, we little kids, though. I had to be like about 11 or 12 at this time. Yeah, kind of like threw it away. So like, I, so I was always into like, into managing, you know what I'm saying? So a, a, as the story going, you know what I'm saying? You know, Drake comes down because that was like, maybe like 84, 85. So, you know, me me getting into managing around Drake time, that was like around like 89, 90. And mm. I started off as a role manager, you know what I'm saying? I was in the streets, and I was like, man, Cuddy, man, my mama tripping on me. She want me to get a job. I need a job, man. You need to give me something. So he gave me 5% as a road manager back when I was like 15, something like that. So that's you know, cool. kind of started off me uh, as a, a gimmick of me saying, my mama tripping. I don't want to go to work. <laughs> you just give me 5%. I already got my own money. Just say you pay me. and That's how I really started then to us getting to really serious to me, yeah. really taking it seriously.
2: Was there something about it that you really enjoyed that you realized you wanted to keep going with management?
4: Yeah, because like it just uh, I was into uh, music, and then you know the blessing was to have you know one of your uh, best friends to be you know not at that time, but Mac turning to Mac Dre. You know what I'm saying? So
5: yeah, you
4: know just to hear him rap like the dudes on TV and and do the things that we were saying because in them days you you don't even see music on TV. Like, you didn't get, you know, if you didn't have a record deal, you were not doing, you know, how they do these days, videos, you can do it right from home. No, if You not back in the day, you had a record deal. Right? You wasn't going to be nowhere, and, you know, they didn't have it, uh, YouTubes and mm-hmm. none of these, uh, you know, internet outlets that they got, the kids got these days, so. Back in our days, it was just, you see it. Uh, anybody that was on TV was famous. I don't care who it is.
3: <laughs> yeah, so you actually had some experience on the road and kind of working in that capacity, even before meeting, you know, who would become your best friend and your brother, essentially the biggest artist, I would imagine that you've managed, Mac Dre.
4: Not really, because it was just us being in the neighborhood, in the crest. We didn't lead the crest, but I was, you know, I just take what I see on TV and I'm seeing these videos, they had, uh, I think it was uh, Uptown. They came with Heavy D and the Boys. Andre Arrell did an album and he had, he had a song called Uptown Kicking and he had all his rappers around. So I was just more like an Andre Rail type. I was always going, I was never had the talent to rap because I'm like my beat, I'm all like off two seconds on beat. So I never can get on beat. I'm like off two seconds. I don't know what's the problem. Yeah. I just off. So... I just never rapped. So, my thing was always, I got to be doing something as far as how I'm um, going to help the music. And, you know, and, and that was the next step, either being a manager, you know. So, that was my next step, getting into it.
5: Yeah.
2: Do you have any moments that, you know, stand out specifically to you or that you enjoyed the most about managing that, and through the process of managing? Like any shows? It was just or, like me. Yeah.
4: Because my whole thing is when I, I did, you know, I've been in prison. So, we, we I did time, so mm. I'm talking to Dre on the phone, you know, before I got out, and he telling me, man, Cutty, this man, I just need somebody to trust. I need somebody to be around me. I can't wait till the Cutties get out, cause we were all still locked up, mm. you know what I'm saying. So when I finally got out, it was just like handed. It was handed to me, like he was already, he didn't already turn, cause he went, he got out in '96, and I still was doing time. Mm. Uh, he went back on a violation in '98, so. After his violation, his second violation, I get out. Like he still, he did his two two bids before I even still get out. I'm still doing mm. my first time. Wow. Ray did a violation, then came home before me. Then when I finally came home, he was only home for like three months.
3: It sounded like you know after that stint in prison, you both of you guys came out. And there was like a new fervor to, and a new passion for this music thing where you guys are like, we're gonna hit it hard
4: this time and we're not gonna quit. Yeah, no, when it was, uh, when we, no, you gotta think, when we left, we didn't, we didn't leave like we thought, we didn't know, we, we didn't wanna go to jail. Right. We Like, man, we got Matt Dre, Dre cracking. I'm talking about when he went to jail, Dre just took a hit for his partners. This mm. dude was on his shit. We just did the California Living video. We already did a uh, did, uh, uh, Young Black Brother record. So he was already Matt Dre. This dude was like, nigga. And then we just start realizing that we had other fans outside of uh, blacks. So we like, oh, shit, white people like us? Oh, uh, Mexicans? Oh, man, shit, this is different. So that's when we, the farther spot, we would start going like Fresno, Napa. We start doing different things. So this is right before we get locked up. So when we get locked up, which was in 92, uh, March. We had just filmed a video, California Living, back a month before that. So we never got to see California Living video out. We just mm-hmm. saw it. Wow. They had the box back in the days. So they had it on the box. So we never got to see Drake' first video. We was in jail. Wow. So when we was in jail, we was like, as we going through it, we still fighting our innocence. You know, uh, naive kids like, man, we ain't did this. So we went to trial. You know, we, we lost that trial. So. By the time, you no know, Drake uh go, I'm thinking Dre, when when he really gets sentenced. I'm thinking the judge is going to let Mac Dre go. This is Mac Dre. How can you get Drake Mac Dre sometime? The judge asked Mac Dre, uh, you know, Drake, was his max sentence and Dre said 60 months. He gave Dre the whole 60 months. Wow. So we was like, whoa, this dude ain't never did no rob, no banks. He ain't never did nothing. How's y'all giving him time? Just, like, we were still naive kids at the time. So. His affiliation, you know what I'm saying took him, but this dude just really uh already was on. Dre was great beyond. Mm. we just went to jail. he just went down with his crew, but he was great we we were just learning about they just signed uh Jive was just signing everybody they signed too short think mm. uh MC Pooh, and then priority had just signed our partners with uh prof- profile uh record with, uh, they uh signed uh n2D. So, this is like right close to us. So, we just didn't take a deal because we was already under uh, Strictly Business Records. Uh, Kyrie, uh, Rinal, and a dude named Rick Nelson. And before that was a dude named Drip. So, they had already, it was like D Boys. And Kyrie was just a, 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 a music magician, you feel me? He played every instrument. So, the dude was putting all their money behind, you know, the Strictly Business Records, you know, which mm. eventually turned into Young Black Brother Records when we went to jail. But uh, I'm saying we was on. Dre was on. We, we, he was on. So he just went to jail for his friends. He was wow. going to be rich. He was going to be Mac Dre. He was already Mac Dre. Yeah. When well, so con- we went to jail, we made promises to each other. Like, And I was like, I already knew how to manage. And he already gave me the road manager kind of title, which it was just on Cuddy time. It wasn't nothing serious, but I'm Dre road manager. I had the jackets and all that. So when we was in jail, I was like, man, I'm going to be – Everybody's like, what you going to do? Everybody was, man, I'm going to get, uh, my, some partners were saying they're going to get tow trucks. Some people said they're going to get diesel trucks. They're going to do this, do this. I kept saying, man, I'm going to just manage Dre. And everybody looking like, man, you got to have something else to think. I'm like, man, it ain't nothing else I'm doing but being around Dre when I get out. Yeah. And that was, that was my whole motto. So that's what I came on to.
2: So, that's cool, man. That's, that's when you know you're doing the right thing, too. You know, you focused on that and you got good people around you and you know what you want, you know? You, you were exactly where you're Hell supposed me. to be. I came huh?
4: home to him saying, Cuddy, man, just huh. Like you a manager. He'll put your number on here, just do this. He went to open account at uh his mama bank, you know, or my guy Ma- Mac Wanda, you feel me? Yeah. First account I ever had, she gave it to me. She was like, Curly, you gotta just do right and do this. You know how she talks, always gonna do the motherly talk. So I'm like, Man, I got a bank account. I, was, I, I we just robbed banks. How's I'm going in a bank? So my whole <laughs> Funniness was funny with it. I'm like, man, we, we can go to the bank. We just we I'm on federal parole for bank robbery and I got a bank <laughs> account. You know, Ronnie gave me a bank <laughs> account. So That's So cool. I guess the ultimate trust.
2: Yeah. I was gonna ask, um, from when you guys before you went to prison and then by the time you got out and you started managing uh Dre again, was there a shift in music in that time frame that, that had changed or the way that you guys were making music?
4: Yeah, because uh, like I say, when we was uh, it, it was more where we was independent. So like I told you, it, it everybody was on TV. So our our, our biggest person was Too Short. Mm. He was on TV, but he was our friend. He he befriended us. So we was like, man, it's dope. We know Too Short. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. we was kind of like following a movement. They was like it was called uh, Too Short, the Dangerous Crew. So they they start they bought jackets. They had uh, leatherman jackets with the Dangerous Crew on the back. So we, we was like young D boys, you know, Dre rapping, but we still in the streets. Mm-hmm. We still like drug dealers. Like, like we just for the bank robbery. So we just following the lead. So we like, man, we got to get us some jackets. So we put the romping room on, on the jackets, young black brother. We like following the lead. Like, man, we putting all our money towards this. Dre wasn't even making money at the time. Mm-hmm. He was getting like 20,000 here or, you know, 50 here, but just all everyday money we was, we was we was just grinding and our whole thing was like Dre you gonna get us out the ghetto so mm-hmm. you can't do what we do even though he was into what we do and he, he was just as sick as us but he had a different talent you know what I'm saying we like man this really can change your life you know what I'm saying even though we wasn't seeing the TV money wasn't on TV yet it was just all the dream. so that's what made us so so uh good together because we was kids and we end up finding a, a dude that we thought was better than Run the MC to us. LL Cool J. This is our LL Cool J. We don't we don't know them, but we know we got Mac Dre, and he sounds just like them. So, and, and that's what. And we had like twelve, thirteen crew members putting towards that call. And I was like, that was the rum, romp, the rum them.
3: So speaking of like Mac Dre and how unique his music was, and how passionate of an artist he was. I mean, <clears throat> like you touched on earlier, do you think the the Bay Area is such a melting pot of different cultures and people, right? What do you think the main contributing factor to Dre having so many fans of so many different ethnicities and cultures and socioeconomic statuses, like, was that because of the Bay Area specifically or was that because his music really reached a lot of different people?
4: I, I, man, he was a, uh, he was a, uh he studied life. So I used to see, you know, when we was in the pen, he used to have the, whole, uh, uh, the, the du- DuPont report and all. He used to be studying rich shit. You know what I'm saying? When he'd look at the food, you know, he, like, it's certain food, I, I don't eat anything. he would take a chance on tasting it. Mm. Like, cause you, you'll never know if you don't taste it. So his attitude was like, he would take a chance. So, and then when we got out, like I said, we went to a rave. In Sacramento, like this is like ninety nine, you know. We, we, fizzing, we, you know what I'm saying. We, we at the rave, so we seeing all these white kids and all these other people. They going dumb, and then they know Mac Dre. They're like, "Oh, this Mac like they tripping on him." So we like every week that made our thing. We like we are going to rave. So as that changes, I think his personality changed with it. Where he just became I like I ain't just rap for the hood no more. Mm. I'm just have hella fun for everybody. And I think everybody can party together. So I think that's what made his music different because it was like a big party. You know, he can make a hard song sound like it's a party song till you start listening. Like, boy, he talking about robbing a bank on this song. <laughs> to be to make you think he's not. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You just gotta listen. If you're a real Mac Dre fan, you didn't you did heard him say some of the craziest shit that the average dude just think, oh, he just hyphy and go dumb and stupid. Nah, he this dude is educated, and if you really listen to any rap, so and I just think I just think he was he was hella smart, and he and he and he was spontaneous, where he'll take a chance. Like I'm telling you, one day this dude came out with uh, some tennis, uh, some shorts on, uh, socks pulled up all the way up to his knees, some uh Converse, Afro with a headband on. I'm looking at him like, man, this nigga look the craziest I ever <laughs> saw a man
5: look.
4: In my mind, man, when the fans, people start saying, man, they was eating him alive. Man, they was taking, I'm like, man, they like this shit. <laughs> so Was that Andre Macassi? This before, that, I, that's a whole different, I'm talking about this when He was, he was like, I don't think it was Will Chang. I don't know what he was doing. was oh, so- Long Tyler, mixed with, uh, uh, uh Goldie, uh pimp, he was all kinda he had on all kind of different shit. I just he had thinking... on some basketball shorts, he had on a different, like a polo shirt. He had on everything, like in one man. Like, so he can be everything. You can't couldn't je- you couldn't pinpoint it. Mm. I'm like, damn, this I couldn't do this shit, but he can do it. This dude can wear a sweater, you know what I'm saying? Under his uh, uh a derby. And it looked like it's a suit coat. His derby looked like a suit coat now.
3: I was just thinking of one of my favorite albums, the U.S. Open, where he's Andre McCassey in the tennis. Let me tennis. tell you how he yeah.
4: did that. This dude, we great do the album, the photo album, uh, pictures. He already come in a Range Rover. He got tennis, uh, tennis rackets, tennis balls. He got like a sweatsuit on. I'm like, man, this nigga ain't never played tennis in his life. Hell, he got tennis rackets, for. Man, we great take the pictures. Not only did he uh, have a jumpsuit on, this motherfucker pulled it off and he had a shorts under this motherfucker. <laughs>
5: this
4: nigga Mac Mall came with one outfit. He said, man, nigga, this nigga Dre had about five different tennis outfits. He had the headbands on. He had the tennis. He had tennis balls. This dude ain't never played tennis. And when he was in the pen, we played uh, what you call it uh, the handball mm. and, and, and and all that, but he never played tennis. He act like he was Andre Mackin, like you say. He go he he take the character to the next level,
2: That's like cool. literally committed. Yeah, I
4: ain't never sound like so he probably thought he was Andre uh, <laughs> Agassi, but he said Andre Magazi. You know, so
3: <laughs> the best.
2: That's great. You you mentioned Thiz uh, earlier, and and I'm I'm aware of it, and I know Will is as well. But uh, for anybody who's listening that doesn't know, what is what is Thiz?
0: NFL Total Access, the podcast is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft.
6: on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.
4: Well, basically, uh, this I got. I came home to uh, my friends saying Tiz and we thizz, and we thizz, and, thiz, and so it really was uh, them taking ecstasy pills. Mm. But it turned into not just being ecstasy pills. Thizzing is a word that where you just you feeling yourself. You like overhyped about any situation because we got people on our label that ain't never took thiz pills but can hang and party all night with us so when we say we thiz and we like we up we party man all mm-hmm. night you know what I'm saying so that was basically the, the 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 revenue you know of it you know what I'm saying that you know it, it came from an ecstasy pill but the this is like we want to say we modern day hippies you feel me like we like hippies like we do everything that a, a, a hippie will do but we also cool type dudes though but we 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 takes a chance, you know. what I'm saying we 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 a riot for if the pizza bad. So we we real hippies, you know. I, like Berkeley, you no, know, we didn't been to Berkeley. Like Leopold, <laughs> man, Drake well, went to Leopold one time, and the college uh, kids start tearing the whole city up. They start looting, they start mm-hmm. tripping. It was uh, something at the college that happened. But but we was tripping because, like I say, it was all kind of cultures together. So. I guess it. I guess debate will make you uh be you know a uh, cultural bias. You know what I'm saying? Where we grew up around everybody.
2: Mm. How, so how did you guys meet?
3: Yeah, we met. Uh, um, I, I, yeah, I'm sorry. I was about uh, to answer. Will, I'm like, we're interviewing you. Let you go, Will, and I come in. Okay, for sure. Um, we we met through uh, Wanda, uh, Max Ray's mother, um, who's an angel, and I love and respect more than anyone. Um, but through a mutual friend actually who introduced me and Wanda, a friend named Claire. Um, so it was kind of Claire to Wanda and then, um, Kilo and the crew and, and yeah. Ray love is included in that, um, set and everyone, uh, and, and junior, I want to ask you about yeah, your little, son little and Kilo. fatherhood later. Yeah. But, um, that was kind of the, the Genesis. That's cool.
4: Yeah. And we just been trying, like I said, I was telling Will that, uh, I respect him so much, and uh just as a like more as a family member now because he's uh let me come in his house, and, yeah. and I'm a, I'm a criminal. <laughs> so I'm like, man, this this is a hard ass white boy right here. <laughs> he, he was my pot now. I'm like, oh shit, this is like my celly So that's how we introduce we yeah. met like cellies.
1: Yeah, but we we'll. we'll- so he, he,
2: Will recognize good people though, man, and you're you're clearly yeah, good people, man. Yeah.
4: So so he so, he, so he my cellie now. So man, yeah. There you go. That's my <laughs> I fuck with Will. Uh, and, then I, and, then I, and I met his crazy ass brother at the uh, at the, uh, we was in Frisco. Man, they won when the Warriors won. Man, it, it was they had it was at one of their friends' house. So they got a hallway their motherfucker motherfucker long as a, a motel room. This nigga brother kept sliding down that motherfucker. Kept saying <laughs> Warriors in three. Warriors and three here. I was like, boy, this is the opposite of wheel. I ain't never saw, he looked like I ain't never saw a man like him. I said, boy. When the Warriors win, wildness, huh? uh, yeah,
3: exactly. When the Warriors win, all bets are off. Like us being diehard Bay Area sports fans, there's not much you can, uh, not much that's off the limits when the Warriors win. Yeah.
4: Yeah, I'm telling you, I, I love them. I just, I just, love, I, I love their family, man. They hella dope. So, yeah. Will just you know, besides us, him, uh, you know, doing the Mad Dray movie, and as far as you know, us, you know, having other business, you know, what I'm saying, as far as the kids, TV, and all that, but we, we, we family anyway. I, 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 I fuck with Will that's cool
3: man Dude, you know i appreciate that a ton and yeah we um we've been doing a lot of creative work together and um you know there's a lot of new stuff that we can start uh discussing as well like i i was i wanted to ask about like fizz tv and a lot of the stuff you're kind of doing there um also okay. like how's that going and yeah
4: yeah we're well, like, like i said it, everything is uh Everything cool is it's like we monetizing it slow because it, it's like me and a little uh, kilo kind of doing a lot of things at, at once. So it's kind of like I'm trying to octopus myself where I'm using 100 arms I don't got. So so I'm taking things at, at, at slowly right now. But this TV, it, it's, it's there. You know what I'm saying? It actually got a lot of avenue to it right now. Mm. Yeah, what What is this TV? I'm, I'm waiting for you to come in and take over that shit so you can take that shit to the next level. Oh, dude, yeah. We we got meetings <laughs> in the books already. You, you, you're, you're the movie friend. I, I shouldn't be <laughs> talking about no production. you the one, the, 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 the uh, production professional. That's true. That's very true. No, we... Uh, you heard you him? Heard he, he asked me about this TV, and he, he him and Lil Kilo should be running that motherfucker. All right? He was, no, he was supposed
3: good. to be down there. We had meetings set this weekend, but his flight no, was canceled. No, we, so we got, we unfortunately missed it, but we were set to meet this weekend, but we'll get it in the but books. I, I,
4: but your business savvy right now, like I say, all the dudes, like I say, it got the legs. It's time for uh, it to uh, go into a different direction. And I, yeah. I think, you know, with y'all mindset, you know, cause I'm an older dude I'm kind of stuck in my older ways, kind of like a caveman. So, you know, gotta have a young blood, you know what I'm saying? I'm doing a thing. Oh, you know dude.
3: Know There's so many fun ideas in this digital age, too, that we can really um, work with and discuss about getting out there. You kind of, like, organize all of it under one umbrella. That's why I thought Fizz TV was such a good idea. Like, when we first talked about it, like, three or four years ago of
4: just... Yeah, and, yeah. and, it's, still, and it's, still, it's still been, like, we just been just holding it. Like, it ain't really... We didn't really uh, tamper with it that much. We right. kept it. We're it's still. They know it's this, and and I think now how times have changed. We don't have to catch up no more. We can just be get right mm-hmm. into what We know what's going on now because you know, everything is easier now. At first, we was trying. At them times, we was trying. it was not even that kind of camera work that got, got now. It's like we couldn't yeah. even get on Zoom like this. Yeah. Yep. This is. We can do so much shit. I'm telling you I... Once we figure out all our camera thing, we are gonna, gonna be zooming everybody. You know what I'm saying?
5: Yeah.
2: They
4: going to have us on the phone with all kind of shit.
2: What's what's the idea behind this TV? Yeah, if you guys can share it, I mean,
4: really, it's just uh uh intel. Just uh, I, I want to be more get everything. I want to be the one where I don't have to put my hands up and I want to say fuck you if I want to say fuck you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs>
5: yeah.
4: And I I want it to be uh, not all the way. Uh, it ain't gonna be uh, porno wise, but I want it to be where a motherfucker can be real. But I don't want a motherfucker to be uncomfortable talking. And no then I, and no censorship. Have, and we had different mm. things, you know. We all automatically got all the Diz music, as far as all you know, all the uh, Dre stuff and all the uh, all the other stuff that we did on the And then we want, then we wanted to just add the new stuff. Like I said, we got this block report where we going to a, a lot of people's neighborhoods, on their neighborhood, and then we catching them, filming them, kicking them with their people, showing what they do back for their community, and then get a nice rap for them, you know, add, you know they got the microphone coming down in the mm-hmm. neighborhood. You know, we're trying to put that all in one. So that, that's, that's just one thing. That's just the block report, which we already did before. And then we're going to, we probably uh, dibble and dabble with True TV again, you know what I'm saying? bring that back around like when dre That's did cool. tv one True yeah. tv part two part two was more of us having like 12 different hosts
3: so i definitely want to ask you about this because i'll set up the question a little bit because essentially you guys back in the day basically created youtube before youtube you'd go around you'd film things but then the medium at the time was vhs right so you'd put yeah. the the footage on VHS and then and then sell the VHSs, but it it spread like wildfire because everyone loved you guys and Mac draves so much. Can you kind of tell us about Trial TV and and the beginning of that?
4: Yeah, because what, what happened? My, uh, we had a little uh, one of our little partners named love and uh, he ended up having a, a a friend named Justin Lomax, which you know at the time Justin Lomax he was interning for you know uh, for you know I guess going to school for the big, big, bigger whatever you know whatever they call it he was doing a video so we was like man we might well start filming what we do and 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 as we start filming we, we, our first time us filming is us going and i don't know if you saw the scene on trill tv is when the motorcycle crashed. it was like this is oh, our yeah, first yeah, of time the dude uh the dude uh was the motorcycle rider and he ended up being a big fan of mac dre so he was kind of drunk, you know. They be on beers. But they supposed to did the uh, the Pepsi. Uh, the, he was doing a Pepsi uh, 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 I guess uh, stunt, and he supposed to did it tomorrow. You know, the next day. So he see Dre. He's like, I'm gonna do it now. He kind of drunk, but when he took his motorcycle off the bike, you can tell like he can had handles, but he was out of control. Mm. So they did the ramp. He put it up, and he do it to uh, do the jump, and he don't. Like I can see him not just to all the way make it to the ramp, but he just made it and hit the ramp, but he ended up falling and doing all the shit, right? So we tripping, we yelling like, "Oh, you see this shit, Cuddy? He did." You know that's we you we use that word, but it don't be necessarily mean you dead. We say that, like, yeah, yeah. When you, Like man, Cuddy died. You know what I'm saying? We just say like this on this on all oh, just out of the blue, <laughs> now, something happened yeah. funny. Like, oh, Cuddy, you die, you dead. You know what I'm saying? If you not, so we were saying that. So the people looking at us like we cold animals. <laughs> like they saying this, but dude, what he wasn't dead. But and then and then Drake end up saying, you don't get it on channel two or channel uh, seven. You get it on Trill TV first. So we was that was our. So right then we thought we was this is God telling us to do this shit. Yeah. So after that we just started filming. And then when we finally got everything as one, Dre edited that shit down like you would think he was a a, 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 a dude. Like, he, I want this in there. Or uh, you catch me smoking a Swisher. He just, you know, because he always say he don't smoke uh, only backwood. So he ended up hitting Yuck Mouth Swisher at this uh, party. And we they ended up catching on camera. And Dre was like, yeah, you got to show me uh, smoking a Swisher. You know what I'm saying? It was just the funny part, and then we just, you know, right then, you know, that's how we start promoting our album. We start doing our own commercials. This entertainment. We got uh, uh uh this album coming out. We got this album coming out. So we really, that's how. And like you're it wasn't no MySpace. It wasn't no YouTube. It was just VH1 and DVDs was just getting popular. Yeah, the cool. at the origin of all that. So our first uh pre-sale was probably like twenty-five to fifty thousand DVDs. That's how wow. hot Dre was with yeah. true T V. I don't care, we start that's when we like and, and after that, he was just everywhere you see I can see people, when we in the car, they're noticing. I can see people like, that's Mac Dre, you know I only, that's Mac Dre, I'm like, damn, the cutty getting hella big. And we'll start going to different shows and different spots. Fans and start chasing us and shit. So we used to being street niggas. You know, we ain't used to running. And they was making us run. Like, y'all better, like security. We running through the crowd of kids and shit. So I was like, damn, Cuddy, we like Michael Jackson and them now. We getting big. So he was getting bigger and bigger. So, like I say, that that really is the truth. How you say he started YouTube because people act like they never saw that on TV before.
3: And what have, you know, obviously, you know, I don't want to spend too much time talking about his passing, but what have you done, you know, kind of since his passing to really kind of manage his legacy and perpetuate it forward? Because you see his songs being played at Warriors games during the NBA finals. You see the murals of him all over the Bay Area. Clearly, this man and everything you guys did together is beloved by the entire Bay Area. And what, what are some of the things you've done um, since?
4: First, 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 like, when he first passed, it was, like, what to do. Like, you lose your dream all at once. Like, everything that we talked about, everything we had going, like, it just snatched away from you. Like, what, what to do? So just to see the love when we did it as, like, a memorial and different things, and you just, I'm like, man, these people, we had to get a different word. you know, they, they kept his body for a minute. So when they finally got it back, you know, uh, Mac, you know, his mom, Mac Juana, she had to get a big thing to, to do the view in it. It was just different. And, you know what I'm saying? So her allowing us to still be Mac Dre friends and, 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 and present his vision would help. and And by me letting people love him the way they wanted to love you, not how we wanted it to be. You know, I, I let it be who it was. I, I, if you knew Mac Dre, you could tell your story. I'm not going to cut you off. I'm not going to tell you lying, because you might have saw Dre without me, because this dude messed with everybody. You know what I'm saying? So, I think the love that that we let happen, like, you know, at first we went into clothing. You know, when they used to do all the Mac Dre t-shirts and all that, you know, me, me and uh, uh, at the time, we was like tripping at first. And then you know, I talked to Wanda and different things. We was like, well, it ain't hurting our business because we don't do t-shirts. They're not bootlegging the CDs. They're not. So they, it never harmed what we was doing. You know what I'm saying? So I just think by letting us, letting everybody love him, let them really draw the mirror. Over. You know, Wanda let the world love her son. You know what I'm saying? She shared her son with us. And, you know, I, me, me being his best friend, like my big brother, you know what I'm saying? That's what, you know, just him gone, I can tell the results of not having a real, you know, big brother here. You feel me? Street brother, you know, he was my street, real, my brother like that. So it's kind of like I, I felt it, you know what I'm saying? So I'm, I understand. So for her just to, to let strangers and different people, and she accepted them and, and how we let it be. Well, we throw parties, you know, the Dre days and all this stuff after him gone and meeting all these people that love. My friend and her son, you know what I'm saying? My brother, you know what I'm saying? It's, it just, it just, I think it was easy because everybody wanted to uh, come in. And, and, I, and it was so easy to be on Thea's Nation. If you had a good story about Mac Dre, and, and you can say a hook, I'm going to let you put an album out. Like I told you, I put out 180 albums. Yeah, you know what I'm saying so on this nation so that that that's that's the testament of since Dre been gone and and every one of I would say Andre Hicks and Curtis Nelson
2: mm, that's amazing I
4: never I, I not leave his name off nothing that's amazing right cuz I got to let them know that the reason they here is cuz of Andre Hicks right so Everybody look when they see executive producer on their album, they're going to see Andre Hicks. They're like, if you don't know him, man, you don't know Mac Dre.
6: on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.
3: Of course, so
4: that's powerful.
2: Yeah, man, that's a that's a real brother right there, real uh, uh, friendship, and that's you know your continuous legacy. And when I come up yeah. there,
4: I'm gonna I show just if you yeah. go look, you'll, you'll see Andre Hicks and Curtis Nelson on every CD. That's amazing. Andre been gone for you know long. He's been gone, but. Every time I put out a CD, I included his name first—not my name first, but Andre Hicks and Curtis Nelson, because he put me in position to be
5: where I'm doing this.
2: Yeah, man, that's 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 a really amazing man. Thank you for for sharing that, and it's really cool to hear that legacy continued on through you as well. You know, and um, yeah, just super grateful for for you sharing that, man. Honestly, and uh.
4: I appreciate it, man. I yeah. like I love this dude, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it's easy to talk about. I like man, like it's still like today I feel he here, you know what I'm saying? That's that's how I live through it because I don't act like he gone. I'm just rocking.
5: Yeah. Man. I know he ain't here
4: physically, yeah, you know what I'm saying, He's mentally with me, but he here. You know what I'm saying? In my heart, i d I'm the heartbeat of Mac Dre. I'm gonna keep rocking. Run my heart but beating his shit is beating too. See his right here. Yeah, man. Big old face. Mac Dre face. That's
5: cool.
4: Yeah, I love that jacket. Is there? Um... Yeah, we had this. We had this little cannabis club. I gotta go and uh, talk to these people. Uh, I, I got these fans waiting for me. I'm gonna let y'all see a little bit of it going to walk in real quick. I, I'm at this pop up right now. Let's to walk in real quick. Let y'all see what we're doing for the uh, Mac Dre Thizz brand. You know, oh, yeah. I got a uh, we got a Thiers Farm, which we uh, doing for Mac Dre too. It's a cannabis, legal cannabis.
3: And, and, and the legacy you. is strong, man. And there's no one else hey, better man. to keep that legacy going than you guys. So it's great
4: to see. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with it. So just let me know what you need from me, and I'm here.
2: Yeah, man. Is there is there any place that people can get uh, stuff like you know like jackets or uh, any, yeah, you got, anything got a, uh, brand? Uh, yeah. like
4: Thea's Theer, uh, Nation uh, clothing. Yeah, You got a website. Yeah, they got everything. Cool. You go straight to it
3: um well hell yeah kilo thank you so much and you know we'll definitely be in touch and look forward to talking again
4: it's all love man and i appreciate you brother my family my friends and thank y'all
2: yeah we appreciate you man thank you
3: thanks for tuning in to studio
0: 22. nfl total access the podcast is getting you ready for the 2024 nfl draft